Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. He's acting like a loser. Hear that? That's what she really thinks. ML Elric stars in the grippingly realistic drama of a team's ambition. I have given my whole life to that team. And this is how he repays me. A athlete's ordeal. What if I'm not perfect? If I screwed up, would that be so bad? And a fan's fight to win him back. We're responsible for it. Jonathan Jackson. ML Elric and Johnny Spirit. Trapped in a purple haze. That is not painful by them. That is painful by the people of Detroit. You are qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Hey, kids, if you're one of my friends or casual acquaintances or somebody who I don't even remember who haven't texted me in the last couple of days, uh, how you doing? Have you been watching TV lately? Have you seen anything interesting on the old box? Other than Michael Uh, Penix Jr. uh, skyrocketing to the top of the Heisman Trophy? Mark, it's not enough that his name (laughs) is on the show. It's not enough that we wear ML on our hoodies, on our T-shirts. It's not enough that he asked to have a colleague of ours at the Free Press come into the studio today. And I'm thinking to myself, (laughs) how in the fuck is he going to make this all about him? And there you go. We did. You show up on TV and here you are. And there goes our NC-17. Um, <laughs> for the kids out there listening, I just want you to know that Sean's language is cleaned up a little bit for the Detroit Free Press. But no matter how much they clean it up, it's never quite as good as that of his colleague on the Culinary Arts Podcast, Carlos and Sean. <laughs> and that would be Carlos Menares, who joins us in studio today to talk about another Lions loss. What? Oh, another wait, wait. One? No, the Lions didn't lose. Wow, this, we, we got you in on the wrong week, Carlos. It'll it'll happen soon enough. But what I really want to know is, what is my take here? Because apparently you guys are swimming in so many donations and money that you had enough money to pay for what the licensing rights for the Queen is Dead last week. <laughs> How much freaking money do you guys have on the show that I'm not getting? That's what I let's start with. It. Let's start it there. I'll, I'll let you answer that legal question. That might have been a little fair use uh, because we were referring to <gasps> we did uh, review it world events. <laughs> And we did review it. It was by the very way, relevant. By the way, Mark, just expect a lot of eyes from these two today. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. did. Yeah. And expect a lot of Z's from Sean, his, <laughs> his favorite letter in the alphabet. Well, when I'm next to you, absolutely. Did you bring a pillow? No, no. I, I, or I didn't do even I need bring, to call up Trump? I didn't even bring a my pillow. His buddy can give me one. <laughs> so uh, I did. I did meet Mike Lindell. Of in course Grand you did. Rapids for a uh, Republican. Of course you did. did he did, he did not text you. I guess Saturday night. He did not. I think he's got some other legal matters he's more concerned about, just like his, his pal. But the funny thing about seeing Mike Lindell and, uh, and Rudy Giuliani at the same Republican event was, and then Perry Johnson was there, you know, the quality guru who couldn't quite get his petitions right. It made me wonder whether ambitious and wealthy Republicans, whether there's a requirement that they have the worst hair job 
the worst hair dye job <laughs> in the world. I mean, if I had that much money, I'd at least get the just for men thing as opposed to going straight to the shoe polish. Is that the difference between Republicans and Democrats at this point? One party dyes their hair and the other doesn't? <laughs> I'm sure they both do. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Like Bill Clinton? Yeah. Like Obama? Maybe. Biden. Like Biden? Hmm. I do think, though, that those guys would probably deny that their hair was dyed and that their hair color was stolen. <laughs> Wait, are you rolling your eyes already, Mark? I am at that joke, yeah. Yeah, it's not really a joke. I liked your better joke. It's well, not really a joke. We have a very special guest joining us uh, shortly on the broadcast. Carlos? Uh, Kim Jones, who is the producer for ESPN and ABC Sports, who was working the game where if you didn't see it the other day, maybe you turned it off because Michigan State looked like burning dog crap. I got circled and uh, singled out for... Uh, I like to think special attention because there was nothing better to look at on the field, so they were trying to somehow boost their ratings. But other people have suggested that I'm the new Surrender Cobra guy. So uh, so we're going to have the producer on shortly to should, talk should about... We, should we play it now? I, and we did clear all the uh, rights and usage for this, too, under fair use again. <laughs> for those that don't know, there might be some people that don't know. You know, or, I just or, pulled the signed contract off our fax machine. Or for some of us that just think it's hilarious. But here's, here's how it went on a Saturday night. Uh, that's not how it went. Here's how it went. On Saturday night. And brought out to the 40-yard line by Dominique Hampton. 47-yard punt. Media. Timeout. He's not happy. He's not feeling it right He's now. in a purple haze right now. <laughs> Washington with the lead. Oh, that's just a shame. Wait, yeah. there's no way that was a coincidence. Uh, How did you set that up? I was actually looking down because uh, I just was wondering whether uh, whether uh, I Get was standing out. in a puddle of my own tears. <laughs> now, people who sent me this this thing, it was circled like somebody had used a telestrator. Did that actually happen on the broadcast? Yes. Or were people doing that on their own? No, it happened on the broadcast. So they brought that image back later? No, we just showed it. They, that you were circled here. I'll make it. Back I didn't there. see the circle part. Oh, there, there it is. Uh, paused. You want to be highlighted even more. Oh, shit. And I love this guy who's just laughing at you, the Washington fan. Well, I will tell you about that guy. He was a very nice guy. And from the beginning of the game, he's like, I really like Spartans. They're my second favorite team. We hope you guys have a good time. We're really Because I think he thought that we were going to roll them, and he was in a sea of green, and he was going to get stomped. So he was being obsequious from the jump. They were favored. Uh, obsequious. Yeah, but three and a half points. I mean, Sean Windsor won. Or maybe he knew football. No, no, my source, I can't even say that word, is not anywhere what his is. No, last week he said solemnity, and you his, loved it. Yeah, his, his yeah. is de minimis. Yeah. But um, anyway. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't did know what this, any of these did words a little, mean. Did a little part of you die last week watch, having to watch that game on TV because you didn't get to travel and get your points, Marriott points, and watching your good friend, BFF, Mike Ulrich here, at that game, no, it, no. When, I, when you watch it, did you puke? Actually, no, no, I, was, I enjoyed it because he posted, uh, or maybe Teresa posted, Photos of uh, what the fish market Fulton is it Fulton Fish Market? No, that's Atlanta. Pike, uh, Pike, Street. Pike, Pike Street. Pike Street. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed the little travelogue on social media. That I enjoyed. But when that. you I was happy him, when him. you saw him on television, did it not kill you? No, it didn't kill me. I thought it was fun. Sam, my son, called immediately. He's like, "Are you watching this game? Are you? What's going on?" <laughs> my phone blew up. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> mostly, it was pretty mostly, funny. Mostly people laughing. But then the best part is that 
an hour later, Teresa posts, we get it. Mike was on TV. You don't have to keep texting. I'm like, oh, my God. People are actually excited for you. God forbid. So that's it one was, of the things I wanted. It was a lot nice when I was paid to be on TV. I'll just say that. I wanted to ask you about that because I, I didn't text you. I didn't, I didn't want to talk to you. because So I know, you're the guy I, I know who didn't that, text me. Good. I, I, I know that mode that you can was. be in when stuff like that happens. And plus, I knew everybody else probably had already texted you by the time I would have gotten to you. How soon after that happened? So uh, the signal in Husky Stadium, which you wouldn't expect from the most high-tech city in America, was dog crap. I normally tweet throughout the game like You're selfies. Answer the question? They convey all that. Eventually. But okay. I don't know because, uh, because I don't know when it was on the air, but at some point there may have been some sort of break in the clouds or something because all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> bing, bing, what was going on? And... Um, I knew it wasn't some sort of priapism because Michigan State was doing great. It had priapism. to be something going with the phone. What was your first thought, though, when you feel your phone getting really hot and buzzing and like something really bad has happened or something really good has happened? I, I thought, uh, I'm having a Sean Windsor stroke. Or was <laughs> this, it? this is where all that gravy kills me. <laughs> I thought, this is it for me. No, I, I, I'll tell you, truly, my, my biggest feeling was, thank God I did not have my hands on my head. I felt stupid with my tongue out, but I thought, I do not want to be the new Serenda Cobra guy, <laughs> who I'm told is a, is a real sport about it. Like, goes to Spartan games, and people greet him and give him a beer at tailgates. What are you, you going really to do? Cool yeah. No, absolutely. and that's, so it makes that's, college football fun. Yeah, that's why I, I, we, we want to get that guy on the show, and hopefully we'll have him on before the Michigan-Michigan State bloodbath, and I think the blood might be green if we don't change things up real fast. But, um, but no, I mean, when you see that, I, my first thought was, okay, I don't look... That's stupid. My second thought was, well, it's better than my driver's license. Kind of handsome. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then somebody who I, uh, who I used to work with said, uh, you kind of look like Lee Schreiber. And I thought, that's great. Oh, no, you don't. No, I, no, I, normally, I normally get you look like Larry Bird. So I was really happy not to get the Larry Bird stuff. And I used to get Sean Penn, too, but I don't know why. I used to get Matthew Modine. So really, there you go. Oh, no, because you you're a not. bleeder. No, <laughs> when I was young, because I was a wrestler. No, I wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> you wrestle with your emotions. Well, yours. And emotions got a pin. With how, you, how pissed were you at that moment? At you, that moment, you weren't pissed. No, you looked like you just. I, I mean, everything. Forget it. It's over. I was yeah. having flashbacks. I'm like, uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, we encourage you to subscribe to YouTube channel ML Elric. That way, you get notifications when we go live, which is always kind of a, a dicey question, but you can see the picture because Mark is is driving it into my skull. But um, but I all I was thinking was, I saw this in West Lafayette. I saw this in Columbus last year, and I remember I saw both of those ass kickings not too long after getting. My ass kicked in a city council election. I thought, is 2023 <laughs> going to be better than 2022? Because 2021 kind of sucked. And and when we were talking to my friends, who we can't you can't see in this shot uh, because they were in a fetal position. The whole thing <laughs> we were talking about was we have an offense. We can if Thorne is on point, we can match them touchdown for touchdown. But we're now down by two touchdowns. And a safety. Who goes down by a safety? I mean, commanders. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, Iowa had two safeties when they beat some team seven North to three. Dakota, yeah. yeah, I mean, what was this? Nineteen oh one. I mean, who, who the hell's coaching this game? Amos Alonzo Stag. I mean, it was it was crazy. Or his friends call him Amos. But um, yeah, I, I was I was very glad that I was not in a more compromising position because uh, you really don't want to be. 
the symbol of your team's uh, uh, disappointment. And I was really happy that nobody else had a good signal so that when we're leaving, people were like, hey, it's the guy, Spartans losing guy. <laughs> when it happened or when you realized it happened, did you immediately think this is the podcast? Uh, no, when it, when it happened, I immediately I thought we yeah, need to did. run back to kickoff. I figured off. you did. Yeah. No, all I was thinking was we need to get a lot of points fast. The other thing I was thinking... Because I thought, oh, no, this is not a great week for Carlos because he's not going to get the talk now. <laughs> when I saw that, yeah. Well, he's already contributed more than his... That's true. His other <laughs> yeah, but it's not really about me, part, is it? But uh, It's about Carlos. But the one thing that I did think, and this is real-time thought, was... You know, every time people make fun of me for having nosebleed seats at these games, this is why you don't want to sit <laughs> along the sidelines, because when your team takes a crap, all of a sudden you could be posterized. So you good seats, huh? Fifth row. Really? Wow, yeah. did you why, did though? you pay for them yourself? I always do. And the airline tickets? I always do. And the hotels? Yeah, I know sports writer. And the food? <laughs> Wow. Well, I didn't eat. I, I did not have much of an appetite. Mark. Well, if you're, if you're a real sports writer like Sean Windsor, you get there like, what, eight days early and you roam the streets for looking for, you know, this cuisine and whatever it is and yeah. seeing old girlfriends in town. And that, that's how you do it <laughs> on the company's dime, of course. And, and filling the, the giveaway duffel bag with hot yeah. dogs for the flight home. Right. So, well, these, they ought to be ashamed if these go to waste. It's, you know, it's really just a, it's like a bologna sandwich. I still can't believe. Up. I still can't believe that's the voice you come up with. <laughs> After, well, how long have we been doing this podcast, Mark? Oh, a long time. And by the oh, way, Mark needs to read. What? No, I don't. I was waiting for a spot to fill yeah, in. Yeah, we it's have okay. to thank the people who made it possible for me to buy those plane tickets and those uh, football tickets. Well, and, you're paying yourself that kind of money, eh? Uh, it's, it's, I've saved a lot of money. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Hall Financials made it possible for me to take extravagant trips like this because the fine, the, the the incredible deal that I got. Yeah, if you want to take a fantastic trip like ML, why not do a cash out refinancing? Take money out of your house. You can travel the world. Your Sit house, in the back row, though. Your house value has skyrocketed last year. The average is about, I think, fifty thousand dollars. They had a client refinancing at fifty five grand out. You can use the cash payoff any of your credit card debt that you might have those student loans that the government didn't finish paying off. You want to remodel your house, take all that money out, unlock thousands of dollars today with a cash-out refinance from Hall Financial at 866-CALL-HALL or chat online at callhallfirst.com. Thank you. David Hall's dad was my wife's OBGYN when she was pregnant. I've, I've heard that from many people. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, that, that dad was the OBGYN. There's a yeah. couple people. He's delivered a lot of babies into this world. Oh, yeah. In so is Luke Nowacki. I don't know if he has. That means you're practically related. Where's my cash? Where's my Hall financial incentive? You got Back, and he's a fantastic golfer, by the way. Yeah, scratch both ways, left mm -hmm. and right hand. Right hand, yeah. yeah. How, How about you, that, Sean? Sean? That's impressive. Sean was the best athlete that you've never seen actually do anything because, like, <laughs> there's always some malady—a knee, a back, or whatever—a bruised ego. I really don't talk about it much, though. I've, I've played against Sean. He's kind of a ghost in the post. Oh. Now, usually it's because he's going up for a defensive rebound. The other team's coming back, and he's like, Land, I got this. Is he the, is he, uh, well, I'm not going to say well, it. You, no, you can go ahead and say it, whatever it is. It's all right. I'm going to say, are you the Imani Bates of the free press? Oh. That's a touchy subject no. right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed you haven't written about it. That was yet. a disarming comment. Too yeah, bad somebody didn't disarm Imani. Well, when, when you got four white guys <laughs> in a room. It was in his car. You know, it was in his car. And, it was in his car. And, and it, he didn't know who, whose gun that was. And Oh. Yeah. Is that is that what kind really of friend loans you a car and doesn't tell you there's a gun in it? Wade Emanuel's true. wife. Okay. Maybe Ward Ward Emanuel. What a dick. What a, <laughs> always has to come back to that. That's <laughs> that's the story though. Was it his car? 
was the bar that's, the lawyer, that's what the lawyer says. It. Really? Isn't that just a classic defense, though, anytime that you're driving a car? Well, I mean, that's easy to prove whether or not it's your car or not. Right. Yeah. But as far as the gun, especially when the serial number is messed with, that's yeah. a little harder. Well, I imagine they can uh, dust the gun to see if he's got fingerprints on it, and that might help them figure well, out. And, uh, and where do they find it in the car, too? Right? Right. Was it under the seat? Was it in the console? Or was it in the trunk? Right on top of his NIL with Zingerman's. Can we get back to my post moves here for a Actually, second? Actually, can we talk about Luke Nowacki? Because we're talking about money. This Luke is can a guy post you up. Who can make money? There you go. Luke looks like if he boxed you out, this guy's got shoulders. You're not like, getting around him. Like Samson. You're not getting around him. That's right. That's Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth Management. Give him a call, 248 663 4748. You can click a link on our site. Um, Luke's going to get you on the right path to making money. Do you want it in equities? Do you want bonds? What do you do with your money? How old are you? That actually matters too. But uh, Luke will give you a complimentary consultation, 248-663-4748. Or, of course, the link is on our site. Which is at mlsolvedetroit.com. When you click on our site, you can click on their links. And when you do contact Luke, don't forget, he'll make it all about you, sweetie. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. So Carlos is here. Yes. And I'm, I'm not in a hoodie, by the way. No, no. I purposely, I almost came in a suit just to shove it up <laughs> someone's, you know what. In a suit? Wow. Why would I care yeah. about that? Because you're no, because you always you guys were talking about the hoodie and how nobody dresses up, and especially Sean. And although it's a nice hoodie today, I did get some shit from a was it a listener? Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. about imagine that my ridiculous clothes, yeah. (laughs) And we got a donation actually. They said, um, can you please share this with the homeless shelter where Sean stays? (laughs) And I said, that's not true. Sean lives on on a horse ranch in Ann Arbor with uh, an outbuilding. Um, I think last time I was there, I saw even the bird bath has like a hot tub feature on it. <laughs> That's pretty nice. I don't know it's about that. Yeah, he's he's going to cook me something this week. I am. Probably. He's coming over. We're going to watch the game. They're out of town. At Min- the Lions are out of town in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, one of our other colleagues has the team. And uh, so Carlos is going to come over. He's requested, what, dinosaur chicken nuggets and mac and cheese, I think? That's Dave Burkett. Oh, is that Dave Burkett? Dave Burkett. Okay. No. I'm asking the world famous and Windsor fried chicken. Why, is she making it or are you making it? Mm, probably both of us. How do you both make fried chicken? Well, you, you, it's called. That's it's too called. many cooks in the kitchen, bro. Come no, on. No, no, no. It's, what a person. What a nice I, relationship you have. Well, these two don't know much about working together. You, you want to. You want to. Except when you get in a voting booth. But you want to, Mark. What? What does that mean? You know what I mean? What, what kind of swipe you, was that? You like to think about other people and work with other people and compromise and so on and so forth. Well, I was only kidding about the sports guys being into food, but jeez, uh, <laughs> talk about a self-fulfilling. Do, we, wait, wait, do we talk more about food on Freep Sports with Carlos and Sean than you guys talk about music on ML? Soul no, that's Detroit? that's what your listener told me. That oh, the food that we no, talked too no, much about. Sorry, food? plural the, listeners, the, plural, the, plural. We just have the one. Joke we just was, have the one. I love how you. I love how you just. It doesn't work when we say that on our own podcast. <laughs> you know. When people are self-deprecating, that's that's when you kind of make fun of yourself, Mike. You probably have never done that, but um, <laughs> oh, is that? Did you look that up in your thesaurus? <laughs> your stegolopolis, which has the different words about dinosaurs. Would you rather actually understand language or be able to pronounce it? I, that's a good question. I just want to speak to the people. By the way, did we get any more Belvin donations? No, I think at this point we're going to have to produce a body if we're going to get a conviction on okay. that. 
Okay. We did get a donation, though, from somebody who was glad that I called uh, crooked local politicians shitbags. That was, that was worth a, uh, a generous donation. That you called out that you exposed? I don't know whether I exposed them or not. Uh, there's many that other people have exposed, but I got a few, I got a few uh, notches on my belt. By the way, Carlos is here. I know. I, I, he just put in his order for the football game. Uh, <laughs> you know, I did have the what's purported to be the best mac and cheese in the world in Seattle and found it to be a little disappointing. You know, you don't go all the way out there to go to Panera. Next time, try a local place. <laughs> Starbucks. That, that's yeah. Sean, who's always telling us, I'm not a food snob. I'm not. I get Panera. He's such a food snob. Oh, so oh. now he likes Panera. Okay. Oh, he tries Actually, to pretend he's like, a man of the people. I, right? no, like, no. Uh, I had a Jersey Mike's last week. There you go. Look at that. Listen, look at our proletarian over there. <laughs> exactly. Eating with the hoi polloi. Come on, Mark. Way what? to go. Way to go. I don't like how quiet you're being over there. I know. I'm letting, I'm letting all the You've had all talk. these questions for Carlos for two, three years. Every time I come in, what the fuck did Carlos write? No, this is what I hear all the time. There's a flow, and I'm sure I'm not the only person, Carlos, that says that to you. Like Sean says it, too. <laughs> like, what are you, what no, are you writing about? I tried to prevent him the other day. I said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. We're sitting next to each other in the press box at the, line, at the Lions game. <laughs> And uh, because he had had a, an, inter, an exchange, right, with Dan Campbell, and mm-hmm. Dan Campbell used his name. He said, Carlos, I don't even remember what the answer was. So he wants to use, I could tell, he's, he's like, <laughs> he's like I can't, ah, and he's all t- torn up. He wants to put himself in there so bad. And I said, don't do it, make it about Campbell. Anyway. And what happened? Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. what'd you do? Make it about he Campbell? He used it. Tell us about the response. Okay. Oh, I definitely you put it in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm Read the response. It's in. awesome. You probably don't it have it handy. It was something. It was well, Campbell's response. No, the one that you shared with email. me from the from the. Oh email. yeah, yeah. Some someone emailed me saying something like, uh, "Look, uh, hey my- mommy, hey daddy, Coach Campbell used my <laughs> name, you know, whatever it was, like hooray." And so, do you like wearing the black hat? Um, not really. I don't. I don't think of it that way. That's yeah. the problem. Is I don't think of it as I'm going to be the bad guy or I'm going to be the good. See, one thing what people don't understand about me in a large way is I came from LA mm-hmm. and in LA there's really no allegiance. I mean, if you, if you know that, if you know more about LA, the sports culture there, there was a guy named Chick Hearn, who I'm yeah. sure Sean is familiar with the play by play guy yeah, for, the Lakers, for a long uh-huh. time, legendary guy. He Even was older a, than uh, Vin Scully. No. Well, well he when he's been, dead now, yeah. but I don't, he, he might've like been the around Johnny most of uh, LA. Yeah. 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 He was there a long time and, and an institution, Right, paid by the team, all the stuff. He was even in personnel for a while in the 60s or 70s. He was hard on the team. He was like shitting on them all the time whenever they were screwing up. And that's what LA is, is there's no baked in allegiance like Detroit or a Midwest, you know, where people grow up, you live here, you die here, whatever, you know. But in LA, there's it's so transitory that even if you grow up there, you don't ever sen- feel that sense of, this is my town. I've got to really, sure. you know, boost this team. Dodger fans are that way. Um, I was a Kings fan. The King, growing up as an LA Kings fan, that's as kind of uh, fanatical as you can be because they sucked forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still stuck with them, and then even when they got good with Gretzky, then you know it was a little bit different. But the same thing, the fans will turn on any team in LA in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so. Reading guys, growing up, reading the LA media, and there's a ton of papers, especially back then, uh, the Jim Murray types, you know, Mike Downey was there. You know, nobody, Oh, Downey was great. They, yeah, they, no, nobody was ever like, hey. He was there after Detroit, though, right? After Detroit. So for people who don't remember, before Mitch Album, mm-hmm. there was Mike Downey. 
Yes. Paragraph, paragraph, paragraph. Before Mitch Album, there was Mike Downey. Oh my God. Paragraph, 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 paragraph. <laughs> Before Mitch Album, oh there was God. Mike. You're just jealous, aren't you? No, no. I just, uh, you know, my stuff is is already pretty long without having to repeat you know, things. But, but hey, yeah. you know, I got to interrupt because we are joined by Kim Belton, who is dialing in. From, uh, I don't know if he's in uh, the super secret bunker there in Bristol, California, but he is the game producer for ABC and ESPN College Football, leading the crew of Mark Jones, RG3, and Quint Kesinich, and who incidentally were looking at the crowd of 79,000 people and they said, There's one really good looking dude who looked like he crapped his pants. Let's put him on TV. Unfortunately, that's me, but, but Kim, uh, you know, what do you got against me, man? We never even met before. What's going on? This is my only way to finally get to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's a pleasure. First of all, pleasure to be on your show. And uh, it was uh, what we try to do is, is have some fun, uh, to be honest with you. We, we try to make sure that uh, we're watching the game like people are sitting there <laughs> in their living rooms watching the game. Oh, look at this guy. Doesn't he look like an idiot? You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Gets, he gets that all the time. Well, you know, it's it's funny because I, I used to be a reporter here in Detroit on Fox 2 and for a little while at uh, our NBC affiliate, and I was getting text. You know, my phone blew up right away, and I, I thought it was hilarious. So I, I, I was like, well, I'm, at least I wasn't picking my nose. But uh, I heard people saying, like, okay, is this, like, some sort of industry insider thing? Did they know you used to be on TV? And so they, they and we're, commu- I'm like, yeah, I, I don't really think Kim Belton is watching local Detroit news from five years ago because he's probably got better stuff to do. Some days. Depends on the day. Uh, no, you look despondent. You know, you look like uh, you had lost your best friend. You had that, you know, furrowed brow. So we said, why not take this guy? And our directors, he's uncanny, and our ca- camera folks are, are really good at it because, again, we try to – we don't want to do it in a mocking way and kind of um, make people look bad. Uh, it's not malicious at all. But if we see something that uh, pops, we, we go for it. And you look like you popped at that moment. Well, I, I'm wondering, do you – and there were a lot of Spartans who were popping. I, I wonder, do you guys sort of scan the crowd and say, okay – this isn't going the right way. That one dude looked like he's pretty miserable. Let's see if we can find him later on because we're pretty sure he's going to do something that's going to, uh, you know, capture the moment because uh, I was, when you say despondent, that's probably putting it mildly because I don't know if you were in West Lafayette or Columbus last year, but I saw that defense on the field before and I knew that it wasn't going to get much better. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, um, You know what it is? It's it's, uh, trying to, to get ahead of the moment. And setting you up like we did um, led us to other people who some were happy, some were sad, you know. Um, so it was, um, we try to find something that's funny, something sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's, re- it's ridiculous. Uh, you, um, we were in, um, where was it? Uh, Salt Lake, uh, not Salt Lake City, we were in Provo and we had a uh, BYU game. And they they pride themselves on these things called cougar tails, and it's a long, long donut for all, for lack of a better word. And people, it was a group of about I'd say 20, 15, 20 people together, and they literally one person passed it to the next person, to the next person, to the next person, and they were all taking bites, right? So they don't sell beer there, so they had to buy uh, <laughs> um, tiger. Um, 
tales. <laughs> it was just, it was, um, it was really weird to see all these people taking a bite out of the same, same uh, thing. It was crazy. I was really hoping you were going to go back to ML because I mean, we know him, <laughs> so we know how emotional he can be and, and more than anything expressive with his face. So I was thinking, Oh, Spartans are making a little run. Let's go back to that very sad fan. I mean, is there ever any thought of going back to him, kind of telling a story through a fan's perspective that's in the stadium? Yeah, we, we, we thought, but we felt really bad because we knew the people in Detroit, when they saw the tears coming down, they'd be really upset. <laughs> yeah, their, uh, their female viewership dropped precipitously, they found out, <laughs> once I went out. They got the people meters, so they know who's watching everywhere. They're like, okay, that ugly dude ain't going to help us. People are already <laughs> people in Michigan are already bailing on this broadcast. We put this jamoke on there again. That's going to bottom out. <sighs> and it did. It did. But, uh, <laughs> now, I, I got to ask you about the Purple Haze thing, because obviously, you know, Purple is the big thing at the Husky Stadium, Purple Rain. Purple Haze, hometown of Jimi Hendrix. Is that something where where the crew is like, okay, we want to use this line at some point? That's a keeper. I mean, do you guys workshop this stuff, or was it spontaneous, and I just happen to be the lucky beneficiary of the Purple Haze line? Yeah, you were just the beneficiary. I mean, I just, you know, we have... Uh we don't sit there and say, okay, let's use this line. We, we try to make sure we have a sense of place where we are. Okay. Home of uh, Hendrix, purple haze, um, purple rain, all that. So uh, it was either going to be Hendrix or it was going to be uh, Prince. So if you look like a Hendrix guy, so we went that way. <laughs> Kim, I do. I do. Actually, I say. like Prince better, but uh, you can't go wrong with that crowd. Right. I mean, <laughs> You know, it's, it's like you go with the head cheerleader or the uh, or the prom queen to the dance. You can't go wrong. <laughs> I do for, for the record, I didn't go with either in my high school. I went with my mom. <laughs> I, I do have to say, and this isn't a criticism of RG3, because I, I actually like him, and he, he's green. He's, he's learning his way in that role, which is a really tough job. I do think he had one line planned. Well, I know he had one line planned, the left, when he's a lefty, when he's right. I mean, that's, that's fine, whatever. But the big Penix energy line, is that something that when that happens and that flies out there, you're like, okay, people know what this means, but let's just ignore it. I mean, what, what, what is your take as the producer of that broadcast? When he said it, the first thing I went, easy, yeah. big fella, yeah. easy, <laughs> easy, easy. But, um, you know, we he had one worse than that, actually. He did. Um, his, his name was Orgy, and oh, yeah. he scored Let's... a touchdown. And he said, oh, there's an Orgy in the end zone. <laughs> but see, that's good, though. I think I think viewers right. like that. It's not terribly old. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say the pre-snapulation. Pre no, well, that was a good one as well. That was, that was good. <laughs> I sense was... a theme here from RG3. What's, what's going on? <laughs> well, no. you know what? I mean, that not that what makes it fun, right? It's not terrible. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think uh, our biggest thing is really we want people to, if we're having fun, guess what? You're going to have fun. Exactly. And you hear the so name that's what, Penix. That's what we try to do. You hear Orgy and Penix. Come on. I mean, in any. Yeah. Why, why any couldn't I get one of these? Why couldn't I get one of these endowment lines instead of that? I'm I'm like baked or something. I you mean, know why. Jeez. Exactly. Yeah, he's never been baked in his life. Yeah, I know. They're sitting there like, well, that's that's save that hey, line for later. That guy's Irish. Hey, you're lucky. We caught a guy um, with a vape pen and it wasn't just uh, uh, carried vape. Uh, juice, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it was some other kind of juice. And um, he was going to break like this. <laughs> and we could have said something, but we didn't. We left it alone. Yeah. yeah. A picture will tell the story. I, I told the story. No, uh, Kim, hey, Kim. Mama, Kim. I'm, I'm okay, but I'm a little high. Exactly. It's legal there. The, the question <laughs> I have for Kim is just, um, you know, when you show an ugly guy like ML on the, on the broadcast, right? 
are your camera guys hunting people in the crowd? Like, look, hey, I got a guy here. I got a guy. He's he's he looks like he's going to take his life. Or this person's looks like they're going to cry. This person's doing something ridiculous. Are you doing this? And then, all right, we're going to go to whatever. You know, John's got this guy. Whenever they Spartans get you know toasted again, we're going to go right to this guy, the ugly guy in the Spartan shirt. Whatever. You you guys know that ahead of time, right? Um. Well. It's it's really pretty spontaneous. Our director is, um, you know, he's cutting the shots. Then my camera two, take camera two, stuff like that. And we do have Photoshop as it relates to ML, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but no, uh, so he's basically calling the shots. And we have a camera meeting prior to. And when the game shifts, we shift. If the game gets away from us, then we really go wacko and try and find the craziest stuff we can find. Um, if the game is still uh in, in the balance we try to find um as you said before how can we tell the story through the through the eyes of a fan and at that time his look on his face really told the story about if you're a state fan man we're in trouble here well one of the things that i'm known for is i my twitter account if folks want to follow me it's at elric is I go to all the home games. What a and, way to and, start and, a what, sentence. What an opportunist. And, yeah. and usually, <laughs> hey, man, this is, broadcast is all about eyeballs. Twitter's all about One of the things I'm known for. Sorry, Kim. So uh, so, so I, I go to at least one road game and all the home games, and I, throughout the game, will post a selfie with an expression that kind of captures how the Spartans are doing. The signal in, uh, in Husky Stadium was so bad, I couldn't do that. And you guys kind of carried me you, you. you covered me so i gotta i gotta give you a, a great appreciation for that so thank you that's awesome because normally that oh sorry kim go ahead no i was gonna give you my address later so you can send me something but go ahead I'm sorry. <laughs> no i was just gonna say normally that photos go goes out all over the world but i, I do have a question uh, for you have you ever captured somebody who turned out to be a journalist who then invited you on their show first time okay now i don't know if you uh you guys might not be old enough um but Back on Monday Night Football, back in the day when Howard Cosell used to cover it, um, do you does anybody recall ever seeing the the shot of the lone fan just looked like he was sleeping? I do, and uh, he was he was there, and somehow I don't know how, but he knew the camera was on him at some point. <laughs> he looked up and he went like this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the best. It was the best. It was the best. So. <laughs> Was that yeah, before he didn't the delay? Me on the show, but he told me I was number one. How about that? <laughs> That's in, in my heart too, but uh, you know the the, the funny thing is, uh, I was grateful that I wasn't doing Surrender Cobra, and I think about that all the time. Is when your team is losing, and the last ten or twenty years have been pretty good for the Spartans, but we know what it's like to feel that way. I'm always thinking, do not do the Surrender Cobra. So I'm grateful. That if you guys did have a spot, so let's go back to row five and see what that Joker's doing. That I I I wasn't going to give you the surrender, Cobra, but I'm sure I did something else that was even more humiliating. So I appreciate you having the grace to leave that out of the show. <laughs> we did, we did. We we'd rather show the guy who's throwing up on the sideline. <laughs> well, you could have seen me do that later too, because it was. Uh, I thought in that fourth quarter we might have pulled it out. But uh, so, where are you going to this weekend, Kim? Oh boy. Uh, firestorm. We're going to Auburn, and they're playing Missouri. Oh, now, on the, the surface, that on the surface that doesn't sound like much, but in this case, it could be we could lose a coach by halftime if Missouri is beaten Auburn. Unfortunately, Brian Harson could be gone, so it's one of those uh, death march 
uh, games. Mm, that's sort of like this podcast, and we keep every week. We think we could be gone, but uh, well, Kim, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I um, I'm glad I don't pay by the texts anymore because I'll tell you, there was just enough bandwidth in there for everybody I know to send me a text saying, "Hey, did I just see you on TV?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Oh shit, yes, you did." But uh, but but thank you very much, and uh, thank you. Please please tell uh, please tell Mark that. Uh, all natural, man. No haze of no sort whatsoever. Not even, not even Woody Haze for me there. Okay. But uh, <laughs> okay, I should, how about Bob Hayes? No, <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll tell All you. Right. Maybe I'll see you guys in Ann nice Arbor. Reference. Are you coming to Ann Arbor? Uh, we were just there. We yeah. were there for um, a Colorado State game. Oh, so. how exciting! The okay. Alex Orgy game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. the Orgy game. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, so we'll see. I, I don't know where I'm going from week to week until. Sunday or Monday, so. Wow. Okay, well, if you see me in Ann Arbor, based on that defense, uh, please put the camera on somebody else, because um, <laughs> the range of emotions I'm already experiencing are pretty uh, pretty debilitating. That so. back end is a little little uh, porous, shall we say. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, actually, I thought I was closer to some of those receivers than Kimbrose, and I was on the other wow. side of the field, so uh, yeah. we'll see. Uh, there's still time. Okay. I still believe in Mel. And you can't spell Mel without ML. That's true. That's true. I like that. Unbelievable. Just remember, though, it's open door policy as it relates to that that back that, uh, defensive backfield. Yeah. No, the door was wide open and a horse was out already multiple <laughs> times. I mean, why don't you guys go with who let the dogs out? There's, there's a free one. Kim thanks Belton. a lot, you guys. I appreciate the time. Yes, yeah, thanks, th- and thanks, thanks for coming on. We really do appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll run into you sometime. Keep my number handy because uh, if you're looking for an idiot in the stands, I got that box checked. <laughs> All right, and bring your friends. All right. <laughs> oh, believe me, they they were they were weeping. That's why you didn't see them. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Thanks, thanks Kim. Kim. Safe travels. So that's Kim Belton, game producer for ABC and ESPN College Football. He's going to Auburn and Missouri on, uh, sounds like, uh, Death Watch. They don't play around in the SEC. Let's get back to why everybody hates Carlos, Mark, in that question. <laughs> no, I, well, in that question. I, 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 oh, everybody hey, hates Carlos. Like everybody Everyone. hates Chris. The Chris Rock Show. It's the Carlos Menard Show. Do you think you get more hate mail uh, for, as a free press columnist than anybody? Oh, oh by far, right? By f- it has to. Be well, it's hard far. to know. It's hard to know that because we don't no, really but, compare but this, inboxes. Yeah. yeah, and I limit well, myself you, to you, one email to Sean a week. But you chat. You chat with each other. Yeah. Um, and we've talked we've talked about it before because you can get an emotion out of me, right? Whether it's a good one or a bad one, I think right. that's kind of the goal. Um, and and I one of the first things I told Carlos today after I congratulated him on his new position. Um, but uh, one of the things, so, uh, just so you know, it's sports columnist is not something freaky. Oh Jesus! Christ. Um, <laughs> I don't know what goes on on that other podcast. But, but is that another thing you're known for, by the way? What's that? Jokes. I wouldn't say well, so. At least he should start then. There's very little evidence Mark, to support What are you that. known for? <clears throat> Nothing. Besides hating Carlos. I'm trying to finish his sentence. I don't, I don't, I don't hate Carlos. I get sometimes I object to the work. I, he's a very nice man. I have no problem with him. He's a lovely human being. Um, but the second thing I told you was your column was very un-Carlos today because <laughs> you and the, but this is good because I don't want to know I don't want to have a preconceived notion as to what Carlos Moner is it Moner is or Moner? Monaris. Monaris, okay. No. I don't want to know what you're going to think before you write. And today's was about how the Lions have you believing, right? Because right. They, they beat a team that, you know, not the best team, but they beat a team they were supposed to beat, right. which I think is the thing. Um, so I, I don't think you purposely go out there to write negative going back to what it is. But are Detroit fans more sensitive, do you think? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The Detroit fans are 
one, they're very sensitive. Two, they're among the best fans on the planet, you know, especially when it comes to the Lions. The best little bitches on the planet. I'm just translating for you. Yes, because they have the, that team has given them nothing to root for. Even the Tigers, right? How, what year rebuild are we in at this point with the sure. Tigers? <clears throat> the Red Wings, you know, St. Eiserman <clears throat> is uh, slow walking this thing pretty much too. The new coach is like, hey, don't – we almost made the playoff. We're in the playoff contention last year, but don't expect anything this year. We got to build this thing the right way. Everybody wants to build everything the right, you know. I mean, uh, uh, who's who's our boy? Um, Harbaugh downtown. Uh, our Quicken Quicken guy, oh, Dan Gilbert. Um, oh, Gilbert. Dan Gilbert. Yeah. How long? When is that tower going to be finished? In the never in the fifties when we give him more money. Yeah. Right. More tax breaks and all that. So everybody likes to slow play these things. Um, what was my point about this? I don't know, but I saw a negative. I saw a negative, Carlos. That's what we were waiting no, for. No, oh, no, yeah. you were trying to say why you don't write. Uh, the fans, the fans are very sensitive about things, and you know, I'll give people credit when they deserve it, but I'll give people, you know, crap when they don't. And I've always said this about when people think, "Oh, you're always negative. You always write negative things." I can give you the metric tonnage of positive things I've written over the years. The problem is when you're driving home. And there's a car fire on the 94, That's and then a mile later, there's a guy helping a guy change a change a you know a, a tire. When you get home, what are you telling your wife? Hey, I saw this really good Samaritan helping this. No, holy crap, that was a car fire. Couldn't believe it. It was you know ten people were burning alive. You know you go with the negative. People people side with the negative. They well, emphasize the negative. So when I write something positive, people don't tend to remember that as much as you you hated Matthew Stafford. You called for Jim Caldwell to be fired, you know, like I did that, but I also write, have written some positive things. So it's hard to, it's hard to predict when I'm going to wear the black hat or the white hat or whatever it is. But no, but it's, it's it is, it is now, but it wasn't always. And that's, that's, I mean, I, I would like you to talk about that here for a second. It wasn't You've become a lot more unpredictable. Well, let, let me, let me oh. frame this if we can. The, the free press columnist, Drew Sharp, the late, great Drew Sharp was considered to be gratuitously negative. That he was he was the dark cloud over his, every parade. His, co his columns were because he was the biggest sweetheart. Oh, yeah. as a human yeah. being, wonderful guy. Same thing. Rob Parker. People think Rob Parker is you know this grind him up New York guy. Eh. Very nice. Very nice. Still is, but, and, yeah. and and helpful man. But love you, Rob. <laughs> but there was a there was a perception I think that Drew had adopted a persona once he became a columnist, and when Drew passed, I think there are people. Who think that maybe Carlos said there's an opening here, right? And I'm going to fill this gap, and I'm going to be Doctor Doom. Yes. And so, just yes or no, was this a calculated thing that 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 I Carlos planned this decided, from the beginning? I, I am I going to be for Drew's demise. I had it. I'm going to be the in. guy you love to hate. I'm, I'm going to say goodbye to the bad guy. Yes. Yes, and and uh, you know the the inquiry has not cleared me of clear of Drew's death, so maybe I'm partly responsible for that because I, I planned this. No, and, and this is the funny thing about Drew was Drew and I. One of the reasons we got along so well, we'd play golf on the road and everything, and have dinner. I mean, he obviously, was a great guy, but one of the reasons is because when I would write something similar to him like a, an attacking column he'd come up to me in the press box or the media room and like, oh my guy my guy like thanks for taking some of the heat yeah well don't but just for like hey you're we're kind of simpatico here that's why that's what he thought and it was like yeah i grew up in la but long before i knew drew this is how people like rick riley wrote and and like i said jim murray and these guys and uh there was you know no end to this kind of 
you know. Um, and before Mitch Album, there tough. was Mike Downey. Do you, it was do you see Downey. yourself still? Before was, Mitch Album. You've been here since yeah. 2000, right? 99. 99, yeah. okay. Do you see yourself still as this L.A. guy, or are you a Detroit guy now? I, I don't see myself as an L.A. guy, but that's who, that's that what, where I was raised, okay. you know. I mean, it was just such a, I mean, in that town, you know, I, I went to school there at Cal State Fullerton, and it was such a great place to learn about, uh, to be in the business of journalism and study journalism. Yet you, and this is all independently owned big papers, the L.A. Times, the Herald Examiner in Los Angeles, the Orange County uh, uh, Register. Register, the LA Daily News, the Long Beach Press Telegram. These are all papers that had more easily more than a hundred thousand um, uh, readers per day. The Times had almost a million at one point. Um, so you had a lot of different voices, and when you have a lot of different voices and a lot of, frankly, a lot of competition, which is great for the news business, great for any business, but especially for the news business, people had to distinguish themselves. You know, you couldn't write these. I, I think I asked a yes or no question. He just gave it to you right the there. People, is, that that <laughs> is the key, what he just said of all that word salad. People had to distinguish themselves. Had to that distinguish is themselves. that is exactly yes. the but, point. What a hypocrite! You couldn't. You couldn't. Well, I know write, exactly. You couldn't <laughs> write a. I see it both ways. Uh, good and bad. It's okay. Everything's fine. No, but you Call can go from yeah, one you get get out the door. Covered. You, you get that covered. Yeah, yeah. You had so so that was the problem. Is you people had to have strong voices, and some of them were really like Rick Riley was hilarious when he worked worked for the LA Times. Uh, um, Scott Osler when he was there before he went to San Francisco, he was he was funny. Jim Murray was funny, but he could be cutting. Um, so there were everybody had kind of different styles, and that's where we learned like, oh, you can be this, but you can be that. And I remember talking to people when I got a little bit older and I had friends at the LA Times and different papers and who started writing columns and opinion and analysis. I would ask them, like, is it hard to do that when you know you have a bigger audience? And a lot of them don't like it. They don't people don't like to put themselves out there for criticism. It's like it's tough. Either and back then it was oh, yeah. it was it wasn't even email yet. It was a letter to the editor or a phone call to the to the department or whatever it was. And now with Twitter, nasty telegram. It's got to get here in three days. Yeah, you Pony suck. Express. Stop. See, I, no, I, I mean your writing. Stop. <laughs> Stop your writing. I don't Stop. know that it's the negative. I don't think that's it. I think it's that you you for a long time. If folks were going this way, you would go the other way. It didn't matter if it was positive or negative. I go my own way. This like is one thing I I go my own way. Well, you do now, but this is one thing I. John's going to tell me which way I go. And I figured out about about <laughs> Carlos. Right. Explain Carlos to me. It wasn't the negative. It was if a group of people over here are going this way, you want to go the other. Way. Yeah, and I think they had the were, crystal it, ball to tell me where people were, were going. They were no, because you were often writing a day or two after. So <laughs> that's true. I mean, it was just it's the nature of how you were doing it back then. I think the the readers had uh, a lot of the readers had issue, and it was the same with Drew. Do you believe what you're writing? I don't have, think it has anything to do with being negative. There are plenty of people in town that are negative. And there's plenty to be negative about. You can't write exactly. a column that says 348 they, days out of the year, the Lions don't suck. So, it's you, the 16 they blow that we care about. Right. And the Tigers are, and the teams have been bad now for a long time. Exactly. That's exactly right. So that that's my, that's the question. I mean, Carlson and I have had a lot of – we've talked about this on well, – That's on, a word salad there, too. Let me, let me on, it's camera. always a food show with <laughs> these camera, guys. I have camera. No, but do you do you, do you Coming up that? next, Sue Solaski. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when Mike, uh, you know, doesn't dominate the sandbox. What, what do you? What, what, so, what do you think about that? Because I, I know you've heard that from people. Do you believe what you're writing? That to me has always been the biggest thing I've heard. When I get asked about you, when I see comments, 
that's the thing that is the most consistent thing in the past. I think it's changing, but I'm curious. I've never believed a word, Sean. Okay. Not one thing. Okay. I've come up with so many. No, I and and I I can understand that. I can could because I think some people do sometimes yeah, go into another a situation. Yes or no question. It was a big buildup yes. to it, but it was. <laughs> this is. I I said no. Did I say no? I said yes. You said you can understand that. I you can were understand trying to be a, it because I'm, excuse you for being a human being. Sorry, Drew. Mike. Drew and, and and some people and I, I do think Drew unfortunately sometimes went in thinking ahead of time. This is whatever his his notion was. I'm against this. I'm for this, and I'm gonna. And you would you could see the questions he asked sometimes heading in that direction, um, which doesn't mean that he didn't believe it, but. But before it played out, right, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Before it played out, like these guys suck. They're never, you know. And, and part of Drew's thing was he was a hurt fan. He was a huge Lions fan, especially. They, well, he and, a, and a big Michigan guy too. And a big Michigan guy, and the Big Ten was a joke, and all that. And I don't comfort with that baggage. He had um, a song. Remember that, Carlos? The Big oh, Ten yeah. sucks. The, oh, the Big Ten sucks. The Big Ten sucks. Yeah, he would sing in the press box. It was, it was fun. It was cute. But I, I, I think a lot of times people uh, can get mad at your columns because um, you'll shit on hope, right? That'll be the beginning of a season. Um, you know, uh, Jaden Ivy gets drafted, and your headline is don't. Well, not your headline, but the headline was don't expect greatness from him, right? Which you know, it's like, oh man, we just drafted him. We want. <laughs> People want to believe that, and I, and I get yeah. that, but but that that's okay. Yeah, I don't really do. I really expect greatness from him? no, but I want to hope the Lions going into the season. Yeah, you had some negative ones. People want to believe and want to hope. I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, we we know deep down, I, seven wins is good for the Lions. That's not good for the NFL, but right. we're but we're playing on that that hope. And I think context context matters. But 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 also the timing and and when you write about the thing that. We're all hoping that, hey, another rebuild, yet yeah, sucks, but here's why it might be good. And I think that's what rubs people the wrong way. Um, this is a total 180. Did you ever finish Hard Knocks, and did you end up liking it, or did you still hate it? Because you did not like the first episode. I hated the first episode. Um, Hate's kind of strong, no? I hate it. No, not for me. Well, you have an opinion, stick with it. You have a strong opinion. That doesn't have mean you have opinion. an opinion. It means have you a strong opinion, what you're Sean. looking at. Don't, like, well, it, it, I do it have sucked, an opinion. but it kind of didn't here's suck. An, but here's but an, both are okay. Here's They're an both opinion. valid. Here's an opinion. You're a good writer, you're a talented columnist, and you know nothing about sports. How about that for an opinion? <gasps> I mean, except I, for golf. I, Sorry, I thought this was Carlos's turn to talk. <laughs> except for golf, didn't we invite him on to talk a yeah. little bit? No, I want to steal my so, bits. So, Mark's okay. question. I'm, I'm going to answer Mark's in a period, question. Biatch. I, I, I am a huge uh, Hard Knocks fan. Mm -hmm. I've watched it every year since the Chiefs were on it, um, and I it did get better. But I think the sh the show progressively has gotten. Now, I wouldn't say worse, but it's gotten way more restrictive in what they're going to show you. Way more. Because it's... After Ocho Cinco, after Joe Philbin cut Ocho Cinco and they showed it, I think there was a lot of reaction in the league from owners, from different people, right? Branding people, whatever. Like, this is a black eye. This is too real. Um, and it totally changed after that. Yeah, totally. it is what they want you to see. But that being said... I like watching Aiden Hutchinson sing Michael Jackson. Okay, but, right? but the problem is... This is what I try that, to tell Carlos. That was completely okay. That was a fun moment and whatever. And Rodriguez doing the little salsa dance was fun. And I, I did I did the math. And 7% of the show was watching Dan Campbell do 40 up-downs. Sure. That's fucking lazy. That's lazy television. That, you got you you, you oh can do it a different way. Oh. You can show something else. You can, you know... And all this... A lot of this is just... Unfortunately, it's not just 
the Lions, but all their shows recently, it's just fluff. They used to show things like guys, like coaches playing solitaire, wasting time. That was not a good look. Like, what are these guys doing? It's a culture of FaceTime, of being in the office, of I can't leave before my boss leaves. That's the problem with a lot of, one of the problems with the NFL. And they got to that. They kind of showed you like, holy crap, these guys waste a lot of time. They want you to believe that I'm working 12 hours grinding film and checking this and going through the playbook and talking to the guys. It's a lot of waiting around. It's a lot of waiting around doing a lot of nothing, you know. And that was one of the things with Jim Caldwell was he was like, do your work, get out. If you do your work and you do it well, get the hell out. You do not have to live at the facility. I mean, this town got the Caldwell thing wrong. I mean, we all did. Everybody wanted him. Well, gone. you'd still have nine wins or maybe ten. Exactly. I hate the Lions. Huh? Yeah. Well, I, said, I didn't want Caldwell gone. I thought a, Caldwell was great. He and they threw hired... a fourteen win in there. He did in Indianapolis. I mean, oh, I we think... act like he. Come on. One thing I did not like, and that I knew this was going to happen, was, and I didn't write about this because I'd wrote twice or whatever it was about Hard Knocks. But in the final episode, when they finally cut the guys and they showed the guy, they, they always do this. This is one of the staples of Hard Knocks. They're going to cut a guy. He goes into the coach or the GM's office and they give him the, this is, you know, it's a numbers game, whatever. And they had Campbell and Holmes in there. And this is a very orchestrated thing by the Lions, I think, is that we're going to be a kinder, gentler organization. And when you saw around the coaches, when they were making decisions on who to cut for the, for, for the initial 53, they're talking to the assistant coaches and the, we think this and we, it seems very cooperative. It's really not. It's the, those decisions are left to very few people, Dan Campbell and basically uh, Brad Holmes, maybe someone else, maybe a, a John Dorsey, a senior advisor. But to think that your position coach is really going to have much say in who you're going to keep, it's, it doesn't happen really. I don't think position coaches always know the um, salary numbers. They don't know the salary numbers, the how the team works holistically, who, you know, whatever. But this I mean, is their part opinion of the whole, is valid, but yeah. Yeah, we'll take to, your input. Yeah. But we already know your input. We don't have to ask so, Deuce Staley what you think of who, you know, Craig Reynolds. But, but the whole point of that was that, you know, Sheila – uh, Ford Hamp wants a cooperative organization. She wants people to communicate because that's what the previous regime did, did not, not do. do yeah. So this is part of the the sort of uh, you know um, uh, propaganda, if you will, of this is what the new regime's about. You know, we're we're cooperative and and we want to work together and everybody's going to feel better about things. And and it's not that it's untrue, but that was very orchestrated for television. Um, which is what I don't like. What's happened with Hard Knocks? It's a TV they're, show. They're yeah, people, water. But, but is, people understand is, that, but this don't is, understand. Don't believe it's reality. That's oh, yeah. a problem. And yeah. even Dan Campbell people said that. People understand this. Yeah, we though, talked. Right? About they don't. That. I know. They well, don't. Then what's understand the value? It. Of it. Mark, help what's me. What's the out value? Here, what's the value of fake reality? Commercial. Okay. Just like it's, the it's about selling shit. People right. know that. That's the thing. Well, that's why I don't watch. We've had a lot of credit. We have had reality TV for decades now. We've had it for decades now. Nobody believes it's real. It's yeah, real reality. People understand it's produced and edited and depends people, on where the camera is. And this is the whole thing, are. Mark. This is speaking to your thing. Persona. People want to believe in a persona. They want to believe that I oh, yeah. am a mean guy with a black sure. hat, whatever. They want to believe that Kim Kardashian is really that glamorous and li- lives on jets and whatever. Well, there's a bl- there's just a blurring between right. you know the people's perception of of what you know like Kim Kardashian puts out. Versus what she really is. That, that is so blurred. Well, Dan Campbell, right? He seems like a great guy. Um, you know, he does only have four wins so far. Right. So it's there's a whole grouping to be taken together 
But that's why they want to show that, hey, here's the other side of Dan Campbell because he only has four wins. I mean, I think people understand that. I think people get yeah. that. Yeah. It's a promotion for the for the Lions of this is sure. who we are. And the NFL. Are, and the, the NFL. NFL. Yeah. This is the guy who's fun and interesting. And, and he does get, by the way, I've written this too. He gets a lot of benefit of the doubt. A lot of early season hype comes from the national media mm. who doesn't want to waste time to come mm. to Detroit, but they can get Dan Campbell on the phone and talk to him about, you he makes, know, he makes good copy. He gets great copy, yeah. great sound bites. Yeah. And that gets disseminated throughout the league. You, all the fans throughout the, you know, like, hey, wow, Detroit, they're doing something cool because their coaches, he's like a buff. Bro dude who's fun and gets it and talks about biting kneecaps. Boy. Hey, hey, I'll admit it. I liked Brady Hoke's introductory press conference, but what you know, it's all bullshit. And you right? loved him the next year when he got you to the to the bowl. Was it the, the sugar bowl? Sugar bowl. Yeah. Hulkamania. I, I even went. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and then when he stopped losing, you lost it. This is what fans are. They're a lot more sophisticated. They may not know a ton about the sport itself, well, but they understand the production. Winning sure is all. I didn't really exactly. care. I didn't care for how he handled the Brendan Gibbons uh, whole fiasco, which which now he's going through again in San Diego State. Yeah, with, right. Uh, it's with the kickers. Back. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a whole that's a whole right. other show. Sorry, you've been quiet um, over there for a while. It's your show. <laughs> well, I, I was just like waiting Lions, for permission. I thought I was on the Carlos and Sean <laughs> podcast. I don't have any recipes to share. We're going to have Lindsey Green on next. Uh, she's going to share the next. Uh... Cut the cheese, put it on the cracker. She wasn't She was at the, uh, what's the what's the series we do as the free press? You're a free guy now. What, what's that great series The um, where the free press goes to a restaurant? and Oh, the top 10 takeover. The takeover, the takeover. She was at the Bellflower in Ypsilanti, which is a really fun little funky place in Ypsi, by the way. Can we go back to Carlos' columns? <laughs> Yeah, let's go back to him. I'm going to ask you another. About another People comment. don't want to hate him. They don't think he's mean. They don't care if he's mean or not. No, they it's care. The work. That's yeah. exactly it. Uh, no, I get That's it. That's all I, they care about. Believe me. I, I appreciate. I think I understand. Yeah, you're, that. A, you're a fan and a reader, and I, I, this is a good education series for. Uh, I appreciate that there's for someone. Sean's, thanks for Sean explaining it yeah. to everybody. <laughs> I appreciate that there's someone who's not trying to convince me, like some TV announcer trying to keep the viewers from switching channels, that the pile of steaming dog shit I didn't see was actually some kind of dumpling. Thank you, Carlos. You're welcome. Well, There's I mean, not much to cheer about. But, but, but that being said. In sports around that here. That being said, that team that played at Ford Field and how they played on Sunday is different than what we've seen. Absolutely different. I, I was in line in a garage in Seattle. I, 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 I thought see that you're not alive. And, and I wouldn't have watched it if and I was you, Did you take anything out of that game, by the way, in Seattle? Let's see how much. Let's see if you know anything about football. What did you take away other than you that he you were does. sad that they lost? What did I take? He away? already hears. Feels mentioned. like a setup. What? what where, where are we going? <laughs> no, what'd you take away besides the fact that the, the forget the defense, the defensive line, which is you know is problematic as the secondary. What was the other thing you took away? Well, since you're trying to drive me into a box can, you why don't you just give me like a multiple choice so I can answer it? <laughs> no, correctly? what'd you take away? I know it's it's uh, not yeah, fun. You know what I'm taking away right now is that Sean's a lot like my wife that there's no right answer unless I divine <laughs> what it is he wants me to say. So if you could just write it down and pass it over, what'd I'll you take away? I'm curious. That Michigan State's defense. I can't talk about the defense. No, I, I, you've already okay, said let me, that. Let That's me switch why. the other side of the ball. Do we have some trouble with the run game? Yes. What else? Pass protection. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. What else? You know, you know what's funny? Okay, here's another. Was guy. there anything positive at all that you would take away? Think. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah, they no, might be, I, I took a lot they of positive could away from it. You know, what I took a lot of positive away from a it. A month from now. That inside, they're all people and they care just like you and i care and if you cut me do i not bleed i know it. all that shit you say we all know that hard knocks is a bunch of phony baloney why don't know all that stuff too i know they're all did kids you know i know keon, they're all trying hard did you know keon coleman was capable of what he showed yes in fact i was wondering why they didn't give him the ball earlier except i thought maybe they're trying to limit the playbook early on 
and then they're going to open saving it, it when for the Michigan? games get bigger. Is that it? No, just just once you get into the games account. The other thing is, and I hate to say this because I love it when guys stay another year, but Jaden Reed should have gone. He should have gone pro because Everyone they have they so many wide receivers that he can be just as good as he was last year, and his numbers are going to look worse because there are more options like, like yeah, but, but Coleman. Don't get drafted and, on your numbers. And now here's the other Mark, thing is, the, the, where oh, was Malik oh, Carr? I did not see Malik Carr in you, the game at hey, all. You, you asked for this. Oh, my yeah. God. Barker's a better uh, no, what, player. What I was going to say is um, there's another person. Daniel Barker's a, a, but, but let me a tell you something. Let me tell you something about this. Let me tell you something about this. Malik Carr, very nice person who cares a lot about that. <laughs> That's fine. He has some hobbies. But Barker's a better player. And I'm sure before the end of the season you're going to write about him. They're both he does yeah, Mark, you're right. The scouts aren't going to look at film at all or read. They're just going to look at his stat sheet. Oh, well, he doesn't belong here in Cincinnati. Besides, we got Jamar Chase. We don't need another receiver on the other side of the field. They need another receiver. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you in talking an offensive about? Offensive line. <laughs> I'm sorry. That went over your head. Oh, you mean well, the, oh, maybe quarterback? The Bengals? No, no. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still yeah, trying yeah. to figure yeah. out whether <laughs> I should preheat my oven to 350 or 375. Let's get Lindsey Green in here to talk about, uh, or Susalaski. No, Susalaski would be the one. And what do you have They're against? Already what do you have against food anyway? He's always making why comments every week. Yeah, why do you hate food? I don't hate food. All right, short short answer, ML. <laughs> are you are you worried about Michigan State? I think anybody who watched that team is worried. Because what I found interesting, and here's another person who um, gets a lot of shit from his listeners, is Mike Valeni. And I heard him yesterday say, he goes, "Losing to Washington, yeah, it sucks. It's like getting, you know, I'm not going to be happy about getting kicked in the nuts." I think was his quote. He goes. But it doesn't mean a million different things, and I think he's right. It's just I, it's a loss. It's I don't a loss. often agree with him, but I do there. I yeah. I was uh, talk about not expecting to hear something come out of his mouth like that. You know, no rant, no nothing. It was like, yeah, he's right. It it's it's a loss on the road where you were the underdog, out of conference. You can still do whatever just, you want. They got to fix the stubbornness more than anything. But I learned that I learned that the hard way as a Michigan fan, where you know every loss used to be so. Yeah, the world's exploding, and no, it's not. It yeah, doesn't mean that anymore. That is such a Michigan fan thing. We're the greatest team ever. We're the greatest team ever. Team makes a mistake. These guys suck. They're not smart enough to go here. Fire the coach. Fire the AD. High expectations. <laughs> no, no, unreasonable dicks. High expectations. <laughs> Leaders and best. <laughs> oh, I like uh, no, that. I, I love the look on his face. I wish that was the look we got to see Saturday night. By the I, way, are you still with us, Kim? This is this is the money shot right here, baby. This I, is the money. I shot. I have to ask Carlos about another column during the pandemic. So times are different. A lot of people were very emotional about this. People I know <laughs> that you will never root for Justin Turner again for not wearing his mask. Yeah. And I think you were very upset so much that you couldn't even root for the Dodgers anymore. Uh, can you root for the Dodgers anymore? I can root for the Dodgers and the the JT thing. Um, it's hard for it's hard for me to to reconcile that to 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 root for him. And I've always and as in the column, the whole point of it, the whole thing was we went, we both went to Cal State Fullerton. He's a little younger than I am, but I actually watched him play in college at Goodwin Field, and he was in the World Series, College World Series, and he got hit in the face and all the stuff. I, nobody, if there was one guy at Cal State Fullerton that people thought was not going to ever make the pros, it probably would have been Justin Turner, like a good player. Like, no, 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 he'll, he's too small, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of a miracle that he did find his way onto the, you know, uh, uh, into a, uh, being a, not only a regular MLB player, but, um, but but the column was about COVID, right? Because he wouldn't. It was about he COVID. He didn't wear his mask, and he sat next he, to Dave Roberts. He got Roberts. pulled off the field yeah. in the late innings, um, and then he 
came back because he, he tested. He just tested. He had positive. just tested positive, and they had COVID the, is a lot different than it is now too. It is. It was, and 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 they're having the field celebration or whatever on the field, and somehow he found his way back onto the field, positive and everything, hanging out with all his teammates, and you know, can you cheer for him now though? No. I can't. Really? Come it on. bothers me. It really? bothers me that he was so selfish at that point. A I have guy, the same problem with Tyler Bertuzzi. Really? But it's yeah, it's absolutely. one mistake. Absolutely. It's selfish. Absolutely. It's, well, Tyler's, when, when the, when Tyler's the chips are, a little different. Well, no, because you're being selfish. You're but putting he, yourself he, ahead of the team. You're, everybody else is making these sacrifices. Now, Justin Turner was a little bit different. It was a real just won. It was done. Yeah, he, just didn't won. His, he didn't cost his team anything. He didn't. Could he have killed He could have killed somebody, but he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. But I think you can root for him again. Don't deprive I want yourself. To. I want to. Don't deprive yourself of fandom if you just because of one mistake. It would be hard. Uh, like this is the way I look at it. Is before that, if we were ever at some place, whatever, and he was, we we're in the elevator together, whatever. I would have been happy to like shake his hand and tell him whatever. Now I wouldn't. I wouldn't okay. even talk to him. That's fair. But okay. I, I, so maybe I, I don't root against him. Okay. But he was one of my all-time favorite players. Because of our shared history and everything, and how we came up, and he fought his way onto that roster and became a star. And for him to do that, when everybody else was sacrificing, when everybody else was being so careful and everything, sure. And it was like at the and and it's like, yeah, okay, this is a good excuse. It's the World Series, we're champions. You're still going to be a champion, but you just wanted to be there. I, I wasn't the nuts about the decision. Okay, let me, I'll give you an example. Michigan, it's my school. I went there. Um, in case anybody didn't know that, I had to say that because uh, I, I think that I think we were taught that <laughs> when you first get there. Um, I wasn't nuts about I'm not nuts about Harbaugh's position on abortion. I'm not, I, but it, it's his opinion. Or he's, eating chicken. He's very he's he's Catholic. That's fine, but it's not going to make me not root for him or for the team. You know what I mean? I think I think stating a position is different. Okay, you know if if Justin Turner had his own beliefs, I'm not going to hold that against him. You know, like he can. It, you know, well, now, I'll, I'll if he, back, if he was at the Capitol on January 6th and was in tactical gear beating up on officers, then I'd probably have a different I'll opinion. give you a better analogy. I don't like how they handled the Brendan Gibbons thing, but I still I still root for him and cheer for him. And maybe it's differently emotional because I yeah. I went there. Yeah. Hey, now, now, know? That, now, that, now that Sean stepped out of the room, can we, <laughs> can we get to the real show? The, because there's, there's a question out there whether Carlos is gratuitously nasty. He's, he's, does anybody ever ask Sean if he's gratuitously nice? Yeah, yeah I think he, I think there's a theory out there in the world that Sean's too nice of a person. No, to, not as a person. Write, as a person, he's despicable. But I'm just thinking, as a, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a, yeah, there's no debate there. But as as a sports columnist, I mean, it's yeah. just it's it's. Well, see, I want him to take a side more. Ah, yes, yes. Oh, he's you back. Know? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's the Hitler's right, dog right. approach, you know. It's just like, yeah, he's a real terrible guy, but he, did, he was nice to his dog. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. Sorry, that's, what I, about that's what I wanted, Sean. I want you to we're just talking get, about have Patrick. an opinion and stick to it, and not a, not. I do, wrote, but I change wrote, with the motherfucking <gasps> facts. That's what I do. I have no oh. idea what you guys have been Aunt saying. Jeanette Delgado is calling you right now, Sean. She, you, Whoa, she's not appreciate that's what this, I do. This salty language. I write based on the larger context, but also the context of the day and whatever I think right. of that day. And right. it may change next week, and it may change the next month. It may not. And that's where was how Malik Carr? That's all I want to know. What's that? Where was Malik Carr? Daniel Barker's a better player. No, I know, but he didn't even get in the game. Was he home? I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I didn't know about Slade not trailing. I didn't know about Jalen Jaden Reed not trailing until I got there. Did you know Xavier Henderson wasn't going to play? Did I, you know I, Darius Snow's out for the season? 
that I did know because Carlos wrote about it. Let, let's oh, let, let's yeah, blow I up remember the, him, since Carlos. I remember him writing about that. You, you when he skin. wrote it, he said, those cowards with the torn ACLs <laughs> don't have the guts to get out there on one leg and hobble around. Yeah, you just, that, yeah, exactly. You want to call them cowards and not pay them a dime. Fly out to very, Seattle so you can be entertained. No, Carlos said that. That's I, what you want. Carlos, should they pay the players? And I, I, I call them, oh, yeah. I call oh, them yeah. okay, good. tremendous did, young people who are already handsomely compensated. Shit. Um, let's pull up the Carlos hates everything myth. Uh, one positive thing about, um, well, we won't do a lines because there's your column today. One positive thing is about the Tigers. Season's uh, almost over. That's, re- that's a really tough. He was weirdly positive all year about the Tigers. But it's about expectations. Nobody expected that's them. Because well, I think last year he said Al Avila has to go, and then the team went on a winning streak, and so he's afraid to... <laughs> I never said Al had to go. In fact, I thought it was a little unfair to him. Of all the years, this year, with so many... And that's the positive thing, probably, is... Injuries? So many injuries. So many weird things. I, the Austin Meadows stuff that Eduardo... I still maintain, by the way, and I don't know if, Sean, if you and I have talked about this, there must be something wrong with the training staff in that organization for that many injuries. A lot of fans have that conspiracy. It's not even a conspiracy. It's just with the pitchers in particular. When you see that many injuries, they're doing something wrong where they're not prepared for a full season. They then and this is if this is the NFL, they would fire their head trainer. Yeah, this is without a doubt. But in baseball, they don't tend to do that as much. And I think there's so many mechanical issues, especially with the pitchers. There's so many coaches and trainers too. There are. It starts at the top. So I I don't know. That's that's a really hard one to answer. Of is every who's. You know who who ordered the code red on Tarek Skubal or whatever? You know, yeah. like who knows how they're. Well, that wasn't very sense. positive about the Tigers. Okay, so what about <laughs> what about the Pistons? <laughs> um, yeah, that's basketball, they're, Carlos. They're still they're still right. Stop, still stop Sean's playing. Yeah, I mean Sean. It's not terribly positive him, either. You had Jaden Ivey in the first ballot Hall of Famer, right? I mean, oh, he can't <laughs> shoot. We'll see if he can. Can he play without the ball? Right, that's the big thing. Does he need the ball? How's he going to work with Cade? Yeah, can he shoot? It wasn't yeah. terribly positive either. Red Wings. Yeah, come on, Carlos. But Red that Wings. was Sean who was negative. Red Wings were Red Wings were close to the playoffs or a couple of games out in February. You know, I mean, they were trending the right way. I, you can see they're, they're getting back. They're they're still a. They don't have a as Sean only knows one NHL player, Connor McDavid. So that's who he's going to always mention, Connor McDavid. Um, but they don't have that kind of guy on their team. They don't have somebody. But they they did make some positive. Who does? Most side the way. The Oilers have two of them: yeah. Leon Draisaitl and Connor McDavid. Yeah, but and my Kings almost beat them. God damn it! But anyway, um, just because it doesn't matter in hockey, it's all luck. You need, you need some start. You, you need some start. More star power. More scoring. You know, Lucas Raymond, a little small, gets pushed around a little bit, but. But they have they're fun to watch. He's young too. That that that's what's and the goaltending has to get a little bit better. But um, but hey, I would nobody would be shocked if this team makes the playoffs next year. Doesn't go deep in the yeah, playoffs, but, but you wouldn't be shocked. Barely make it. Barely make. That, that's are you going to take that? that well, I'll take barely that's, make that's it. That's positive. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, Michigan. I don't think you've been terribly negative about Michigan. Maybe some. I just love Harbaugh. He's just a he's just a, a columnist dream. Oh he yeah. Just, oh, he's a never, nut. He's a nut. He's I wanted him love. fired two years ago. I'll admit it. You I, want to fire what about okay? Yeah. What about the what about the dalliance with the Vikings? What did what did that do to you? Um, I, I kind of wanted him gone. I mean, I it was it was one of those things where yeah, leave if you don't want to be here. Fine. And now that he's back. Well, I mean, come on, look, winning cures everything, right? They're in the, they're okay, in the no, no, no. But I mean, you guys get you get to the CFP, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "See ya," because you guys made me take a pay cut. I'm gonna go, you know, flirt. Sure, I, I'm I'm your girlfriend. I'm gonna go publicly say I'm cheating on you and it didn't work out so you guys are all taking taking her back 
happily. Um, am I, because am the, I the times were too am good. Am I embarrassed about taking him back? Yeah. No, I'm not. Why would you be? I would have too much pride for that. At least we my know coach, what would happen if he impregnates his girlfriend. Why would you be? <laughs> uh, I mean, if they're going to win, they're going to win, right? And then he seemed to have him on a, so finally on a good course. Yeah, what's that say about would the you forgive press? all that? We Winning Mike cures back. it all. Well, what wasn't, about, wasn't what that do you think about Mike? Wasn't that going to be Harbaugh's last press. job ever? Didn't he find the place he wanted to die, and then he goes to <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know that he ever said that. I, think, I don't know yeah, that he he, ever, he said that now after he after he they to signed the contract. Oh yeah, he after he wanted to last. leave, this is why. Yeah. yeah, now that nobody will take me, this is why I want to stay. Yeah, he just <laughs> said that. He didn't say that before. <laughs> Go blue. But once again, it's all about expectations, and you know, uh, people, he was expected to be in the the playoffs. You know, within three years, and he wasn't. So people were down. He's expected on him. to finish better than third in the Big Ten East, and he wasn't. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I, well, I, mean, I thought I could talk there because Sean was last quiet. year. I'm just saying, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't see how you see that as cheating. I see it. Listening to another job just because everybody leaves state after two years or whatever. I mean, come on, everybody does that. What? People outrageous. It's not true. Most people are like. Imagine if Saban would have stayed. Jesus Christ! Since when can't you go try another job? He'd probably be attorney. He'd probably be AD and president of the university. Perlis couldn't leave because he didn't know where to get steroids in other towns, so he had to stay close to his dealer. Got rest in peace, George. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork! Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys? That's what Kim Belton would call a hard out in TV. It's like we're done with that thing. We're going to the next one. I'm going to keep this brief because uh, really, how? Well, too late. Sometimes the interruptions do prolong things a bit. And uh, as we know, this is the only realm where Sean can prolong things. But um, I did want to let you know. I did hold it in for a long, long time. Too long, in fact. And couldn't, you know, I almost needed to go to the hospital. But that's another story. That's probably Carlos's fault, too. Not pulling out? Wait, what? Uh, Oh, shit. So, um, you know, Mm. uh, King Charles III, mom dies. That sucks. Moving into Buckingham Palace. Yeah, I can hear the Cool. Empathy. People at Clarendon House, as they're all standing in line to pay their respects to the Queen, they get a note that says, oh, by the way, don't bother coming back to work on Monday because it looks like we've got too many people here. So how do you tell people in this moment of mourning and all this, this, this need to, to, to convey that you are as, as empathetic and as thoughtful and caring as your dead mother, King Charles somehow lets half of his staff at his royal residence, know that they're probably going to get laid off as soon as they put the old bird in the ground. <laughs> How do you do that? See, nobody has an answer, and Sean's got an answer for everything. He can't he's king. He can he's, do whatever he he's wants. He's speechless. He's speechless. I don't want to talk about this. The monarchy is just, yeah, no, no. You're no fun. By the way, I can tell from listening to all you guys talk about the monarchy last week, None of you guys wa- have watched The Crown. I've watched it. Oh, we've all watched, watched it. Oh, yeah. Love it's, it it yeah. may be the one that show that we've all watched. It Sean, so you watched well. it, right? Yeah. yeah I've seen yeah. part of it. Yeah, I've yeah. seen everything up until Princess Diana. Then I got bored. Oh, that was a good season. That was good. That was a good really season. Really good season. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really like Princess Diana. No, no yeah, I didn't either. Let's, was, uh, let's keep celebrating feudalism. This is awesome. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's <laughs> celebrating feudalism. Wait, well, that's exactly what it does. Of course it does. It's just anodyne. There's a word for you, Mike. And that's uh, that was his problem with hard knocks. But I'm talking about something that's actually fucking real, where tax money's going to people. 
to prop them up so they can do, go drive around and for photo ops. They bring That's in, all that is. They bring in so more did, money than they take. You did grasp that Period. King Charles is going to be Geek of the Week, so this was going to be critical of the monarchy. I don't know if you picked that up. I, I used You're to probably be probably checking you. on your muffins. I used to be with you until I learned that, yeah, they bring in a lot of money because they're mascots for the country, and the country rallies they're around They're corgis. <laughs> There, it's not split. It's I, I don't know what the percentage is over there, but it, it's no, it's nowhere near ninety or eighty or probably even seventy. Didn't you call them the Kardashians? Yeah, they yeah. kind of are. Yeah. You know, I mean, through birth, but we'll, we'll be dealing yeah. with yeah. the yeah. Northwest least, for a long, long time. Uglier Kardashians I, with smaller butts. At least that's a private <laughs> enterprise. Who doesn't except like for a, Fergie? Who doesn't like a good princess and prince story? Now, do they all need to be white princesses I mean, and princes? No, I mean they could be other kinds, but so there could be story. So all mermaids don't have to be white. Uh, oh no, that's that's it's the story that matters. Right, so King yeah, the story Charles does usually matter, and the story here, here is that it's a, it's um. Well, we're a, this country's imperfect too. All countries are imperfect. Yeah, and we try to make change, right? We try to change it when we. And, and the royals have it. Yeah, they should get rid of the system. I mean, it's kind of silly, but anyway, they did. Silly's the wrong word the for figure, it. Figure, you're the worst. You're no fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Who was your geek of the week? Already did it. Before we get Sean's Irish up again, I want to just note that this selection for Room 7609 <laughs> is offered in a spirit of irony. So without further ado, here's the Sex Pistols with God Save the Queen. Irony.
Okay, so the Sex Pistols aren't New Wave, but they were produced by Malcolm McLaren, who did a lot of great New Wave acts, and we've decided once every 70 years we'll make an exception. <laughs> to Best it. song you've ever played. Great choice. So... Wow, we're in a great. Carlos, Not a good band. Now, now though, Carlos is gonna say, say I didn't like it. No, no. But then quietly he's gonna say, "Love the Sex Pistols." No, he I, said, "I like the Sex Pistols." I mean, they they weren't said, my favorite. Said, ne "Never but... mind the Windsors. It's, <laughs> it's the." Don't you love the way the guy named Windsor is criticized in the royal family? By the way, oh, I know, I know. It's probably it's, related. It's, it's like oh, he's, my dad was adopted. It's like he's Prince Harry, but it looks like Prince salesman. William. That's the ironic <laughs> thing. What is your what is your ethnicity? I have even I have I have probably less hair than he does. What What's your it? what is your ethnicity? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere over there. Not applicable. My no, pops no, was but, adopted. Yeah. My so is grandfather mine. sold yeah. cars. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but we know what my dog is made <laughs> my, out of. My ethnicity is my grandfather sold cars. Yeah, I mean that's all you need to know. Okay, so he's uh, yeah wore wore a diamond pinky ring and carried a lighter even though it didn't smoke so he could always light the ladies' cigarettes. Oh, it's a good move. Let me write that one down. You know, every week I feel like we have the wrong member of Sean's family on the show. I don't know where, where are these guys. Have you seen pictures of Sean's dad? From Just the, a, remember that picture so, of your dad wearing poster. those those? <laughs> Wait, what? And the milk plaid pants when you guys were. Oh yeah, that's actually my that's actually my father. Yeah, 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 your dad. Yeah, not Belvin. His dad was actually cool, and it didn't go down. Didn't that gene did not get passed down? It's in there. See, somewhere. Sean's a contrarian. He's in he's giving somewhere. you a hard time, but Sean's the guy who always tries to go against yes. it. He, he just wants tries to. to do it with. He just tries to put a little powdered sugar on it so it seems yes. sweet. But yes. for all we know, it's really yes. asbestos. No, it's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I know you spent some time in Austin following that scratch acid ban, but I didn't know you were going to. That was more of a weed kind of mushroomy. Beans. That's like a uh, beans. Mellows you out a little bit. It's a uh, downer. I can't think of the the word. Quaaludes. Quaaludes. Well, not quaaludes. No. Oh. Depressant. Uh, 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 yeah. 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 Well, I never thought he was depressed. Before. You know, you don't really associate cocaine with Austin. That's more Dallas. You know what I mean? For, that's that's a candy apple red BMW <laughs> flipped up by Zod collars SMU fraternity <laughs> douche motherfuckers. Nice stereotyping what, drugs. <laughs> oh, I just I lived in both places and saw it in the eighties, but that's okay. Well, if you want to support Sean's drug habit, you can make a donation <laughs> at mlsoulofdetroit.com. There's a little donate button up there. That's what Bryant Dud does as he does so often. He says, another great show all, and having Teresa on to share her story was a nice change of pace, referring to last week's episode, which you can find at mlsoulofdetroit.com. From what, may I ask? The usual drudgery? Is it change of it pace? It says here from Sean, but I wasn't going to read that part. because No, go ahead. No, 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 Brian, Brian didn't say. He's actually a Sean fan, which is... Hard to believe. Well, he's trying to start a fan club, but uh, they're having trouble renting a phone booth. I guess they've torn them all down, so they they can't find the appropriately sized venue. Uh, Teresa being being uh, demonstrating how to best deal with ML more or less ignore him unless he actually makes you laugh. <laughs> Working his comedy yeah. stick was a nice cherry on top. Oh. I agree with Mark. Teresa should be a recurring guest, if for nothing That's else. Good. She's great at getting ML to move along. So I guess. <laughs> Thanks. She writes good stories too. She's she's pretty talented. How hard uh, she is always working, isn't she? I mean, she just write, pumps out so much stuff, and it's it's not short, quick. It's in depth stuff. We're talking about journalism, right? Yes, yes. she's yes. very busy. Yes, she yeah. she works a lot. Yeah. She well, well, you help. She her. needs to get away from somebody at home, probably. So, locks herself in a room. 
Do you guys? Where do you guys work? By the way, do you guys? You, you guys you close yourself you off. Negative. It's funny. He gets so he gets so uncomfortable. <laughs> where do you work at home? How do you? Do you have your own offices? Did you, you just say you are negative? Oh, finally, an hour and a half in. You been saying that for three years. You wore me down. You wore me down. Um, uh, That's tough. Two writers so, in a house. No, I go. I go into the office every once in a while. Right now, I work outside on our deck because I can mm. plug my computer in and. Uh, I may have an office chair there. It's very comfortable, and um, mm. yeah, and it's it's pretty good. But when Alfresco. it gets, when it gets cold, but Teresa works in the kitchen at uh, at the at the. We have one of those islands from yeah. IKEA there, and she works there all the time. And I just think her posture. She's going to be this this bent over old lady <laughs> by the time we finally get back to the office. But uh, I don't know. Who said they sit like a question mark last week? I did. You do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you give you give people a bunch of shit at the Lions or at press conferences when they're not military straight up. Like, oh, I do? stand sit up straight. Yeah, that's yeah, you were you were Matt Patricia before Matt Patricia was Matt Patricia. <laughs> I don't remember saying anybody to sit up straight. Oh my God! Wow. Maybe you. Now this he's going see Sean. Sean's like, we we gotta let people be who they are. They watch them, but you need to be different. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to be. I want you to express yourself as long as it's similar to my experience. Yes. Yes. That's it. It's just, oh, I, I, Carlos, you, yes. you, you, I like to cut it. Just believe. And what, and what was Mike saying a few weeks ago when I was telling you Carlos's message about how you weren't taking the coaching or you weren't listening or something? And you said, well, judging <laughs> by the way he writes, I'm going to do the opposite <laughs> of whatever he says on the softball field. Yeah, I did walk a bunch of guys. He said, don't do that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, so I may go back to following Carlos's direction next time. Yeah, okay. It is the playoffs. Okay. No, you're Mike, free- El- Mike Elrich is our Mark Fidrich. He talks to himself. Of course, <laughs> every pitcher we have is our Mark Fidrich because they all talk to themselves into the softball on the mound. I can't believe I- these guys are not swinging. I can't believe you come play softball. You're not going to swing. I can't believe it. You know, and, so. yeah, and then I go up there and somebody throws something over my head. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to swing it because I didn't come here to walk. I get my steps in going to the parking lot or the bar. I would like you guys to be yourself, but just sit the fuck up straight. There you go. There you go. There you go. Except for you. Your calves prop you up nicely. Yeah, or pants again. <laughs> you kind of Always think about on calves. Tuesday. You talk a lot I don't. about people. Men's calves especially. No, just his. That's like uh, Dick Mata after he was done coaching the NBA. He was a color analyst talking about Darnell Valentine's thighs. Look at his thighs. He said that on a broadcast. It's weird. Yeah. I'm glad I knew that. Uh, anyway, uh, Anthony also made a donation and says, ML, I was unusually and unexpectedly drawn to approval listening to your show. Unexpectedly? Oh, that's hurtful. Um, so I want to drop a small donation. What captured my attention was last week's repeated and unapologetic use of the term shitbag in describing some of our local ne'er-do-wells. I was hoping then you could indulge me with your wordsmithery Please using the equally underrated term... In a sentence about Sean, thank you in advance. Tony, <laughs> you're going to have to pony up if you want to hear that word, and we may still have to beep it. But I will be writing about uh, another person who uh, is a bagger uh, this Sunday in the Detroit Free Press. So we would appreciate if you would subscribe to the Free Press. It's really cheap, and you can find Sean's work, my work, Carlos's work, and uh, Seidel's writing about some dead people. So it's all the stuff you expect from your Detroit Free Press every week. Uh, and just in case you missed it, before Mitch Album, there was Mike Downey. By the way, last week, you guys, before someone, Mitch Albon, coined, someone coined there the was phrase, Mike Downey. Shit bag, shitbaggery? Before shitbaggery, there was Mike Downey. <laughs> shitbaggery. Who Paragraph. actually looked like a shitbag. Remember his column photo? Paragraph. He always looked like he was kind of... 
like, hung over. Yeah, he always it was horrible. He was kind of sque- he, he looked like Sipowitz from NYPD Blue. <laughs> my mentor. <laughs> how's this? My mentor hired both those guys for the free press. He hired Downey and Album. Joe Distelheim, who passed away last year. Did he hire you? He did. Is yeah, which so is two kind for of three. Two, two for three. three. Exactly. I knew. I, I knew get that you was in the Hall of Fame. He hired me in Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Is that where he made you apologize to the fucking restaurant about the? He no, he uh, didn't. His why didn't you just quit? His boss why didn't did. you quit? The publisher did. Go go apologize in person. The like, why did. are you even doing restaurant reviews? On what's the point? Yeah, yeah, I they I didn't do them anymore. Yeah, hmm. they pulled Terrible. me from. It's a small community. They didn't want that kind of shit from their uh, from their reviewers. Then they shouldn't review them at all. Yes. You know what? In fairness, though, the free press did the same thing. I did that for Sylvia. I went out and covered some uh, Nepalese place and somewhere up here. And uh, I didn't like it very much, and I turned it in, and they're like, we can't really, we, we will put these people out of business. And that's, they were thinking, that's so. ridiculous. Yeah. You've always what? been against the people of Nepal. Yeah. Did that <laughs> take the that, Dalai Lama. That, that took a little longer than normal. Are you okay? No, no, no. I'm trying to, I'm trying to draw it out because I realize our time is drawing short, and I'm saving it. Is. It is. Are you? I'm saving it. You look. Plus, I know you guys are thinking, today. I got to get to that yeah, we press do conference we do any have minute. To get, so, but so you Sean, look, tell me a little bit more about your favorite today. numbers. I want to tell you something real quickly. I think you look better in person than you did on TV the other night, and you look great in TV. Well, that wasn't me. That was Liv Schreiber. It's, uh, let's just say it's, you know, yeah. the voice of Hard Knocks, by the way. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, God. He would never. I didn't know that until like the third season. I'm like, this is Liev Schreiber. Like he does all the HBO sports stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, but he, I, he has a different, totally different. Like he's not Ray Donovan in that one. You know, no, he's like, no. God, he's or, got uh, dulcet tones of Sean Windsor or the guy he played in Goon. Anybody ever see Goon? Oh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. the hockey movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have not watched the Chuck Wepner movie. I've always wanted to see it. Oh, um, it's called uh, Underdog or something like that. I don't think I saw him until the Manchurian Candidate. Oh yeah! Well, oh oh! You know what? I forgot one other. I got to give you a little husky tidbit. Um, yeah, please. Sonny Six please. Killer yeah. was a great quarterback for the Huskies. They honored him during the game, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and in our in our outro, you're going to hear a clip from the Longest Yard, which starred Sonny Six Killer. Nice. He had a cameo in it. Really? Yeah. With you Bert left. Reynolds. You and, left and, something else out from your trip to Seattle, too, was the trip in the airport. Because I saw a news story that there were three-hour waits at SeaTac. And I'm like, yeah, I thought I might have to zoom if, into the show. I wonder if ML's in this line. And sure enough, you were. 85 bucks. Five years. Yes. No, you're right. There Don't you tell everybody. Now you're screwing that up, too. That's not oh, no, no, but it's a pain in the butt to do it. That's a problem. You got to go. Th- you got to do an application. Is this the yeah, you got it. You got I know for you, pre-check. maybe, Carlos. But it for, I don't know, 10 minutes online, that's how long it took. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. No, so no, that, no! Don't you have to go? You have to go. You used to, but you can now. You or, can do it now. Um, well, maybe you do, but I did originally. I did it in person, but maybe it was just when I was re-upping. I, I'll tell you what, I'm doing it because uh, cutting those it. lines is worth it. Especially you guys trying to make flights and six. I heard yeah. Solari had a six a.m. flight out of uh, Seattle or something like that after a game that ended at what ten, eleven o'clock local time. Oh, yeah, that's because it's tough. You can renew it online though. Fact that you is that what you're saying? Sample. You can renew it online. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Theater yeah. of security, huh? Pardon me. <laughs> the theater of security. <laughs> well, so you can do your driver's license that way, right? Watch. I watch. know, but it's not the reason we have security at yeah, the but airport. If you blow watch, up your uh, car, that's on you. Exactly. Watch Sebastian Maniscalco's bit on the TSA. Well, it's, it's oh my god, it's a joke. But if it makes us feel better, that's fine. Right. So well, if, in any case, which is half the game. 
Yes. If you want to see what happened to me at the airport, you can follow me at Twitter. That's at Elric. <laughs> and you can also you? follow me on Facebook, which is ML No Periods Elric. You'll also find out what's coming up on our next episode. And we really appreciate it if you're listening to us now instead of watching us that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is ML Elric. That really helps the show. And you'll also be able to sign up for notifications so you know when we're going live again and whenever we have some new content. And by the way, there's a lot of great podcasts at the Free Press. There's one on the Pistons. There's you one did? on the line. There's one on um, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan Wolverines. There's one on some other stuff. Where's Cyrus? And uh, and this week, can you dig that? Now that they've had a little chance to sort of job shadow, <laughs> we're, we're looking forward to a really now you know what not to do. Humdinger of a Carlos and Sean podcast. Can what you dig might that? what might very patient people find on that episode this week? Oh. Oh, we're going to be going deep on uh, the Tigers' new hiring of their president of baseball operations and general manager, Scott with the, Harris. With the talented young Evan Petzold. Evan Petzold covers the Tigers. Great hair, guy. by the way, right? The best Can hair say that? The best hair in sports. Great sports hair. Media. Yeah. And he will be sharing his grandmother's muffin recipe. That's all this week on the Carlos and Sean podcast, which you can find at Freep.com. And until next week, when I think we will have Sherry Fink, the yeah. producer, the writer, the Pulitzer Prize winner, the Emmy Award-nominated journalist who is the driving force between five days at Memorial. I saw the first episode last night. Holy crap. Uh, that's a pretty good hook, that first 39 it's, minutes. It's you're really kind of left saying, this is going to get crazy. So we look forward to having Sherry join us next week. So please, until then, Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you? <laughs> How do you like the Amazons? Superstar.